God, praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Glad you could join us. Why don't we go to prayer? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for this time that we are about to have with you, Lord God. And I pray in the name of Jesus, O oh Lord God, that you reach out and touch and speak to the hearts of every single listener that would be here today, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. There is much work for us to do, O oh Lord God, in the body of Christ, and I know that you are calling us to be prepared. So, Heavenly Father God, again, I pray that you speak to the hearts and minds and spirits of every single listener that would be here today. Bless them and touch them, O oh Lord God, in your own special way. We thank you, Heavenly Father, and we praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for another beautiful day of life. For every day that you make, O oh Lord God, we shall rejoice and be also gladly. Amen. Amen. I just want to say that, you know, did you know that people often focus too much on where they've been and where they're from, you know, or, or how they grew up. You know, did you know that they focus too much on the poor choices that they've made and the setbacks that they've experienced? But life, but life, I say, but life isn't where you've been. Life is not about where you've been. It's about where you're going. Amen. The person you were isn't the person that you are today. The person that you were isn't who you are today, nor is it the person that you hope to become. And that's important for us to keep in mind. Okay, who we are is not who we were, is not who we are today. Okay, and who we are today is not even where we want to be. It's not who we want to be in the future. You see, God wants us to look straight ahead. He wants us to look straight ahead because what he has for you is not behind you. Okay, you want to look straight ahead because what he has is not behind you, but in front of you. Reminding yourself of the past mistakes does nothing for today. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help you at all. People get so stuck looking back at the storms in their lives that they've weathered that they don't notice where their ship is headed today. So busy focusing on the storms that you've experienced, the, the downs that you've had in the past, that you don't focus on where you are today or where you are going to be headed. They look at their flaws. People look at their flaws and faults when they should be looking forward, looking forward at the greatness that God has planned for them. Okay, that's what we should be doing, looking forward. People are far too focused on what the enemy is up to, you know, instead of being focused on what God is doing in our lives right now. Okay? Don't be focused on what the devil is doing. Don't be dwelling on all of the woes and the bad things that are happening. Okay, but we should be, be looking at what God is doing in our lives today. And God is indeed doing something in your life today, even if you may not realize that God is doing something in your life today. Amen. You see, but looking back is the same as dropping anchor when you're in a boat. Okay. It's just like you throwing an anchor overboard and dropping anchor. It is choosing to sit still. It's choosing to sit still and to be stagnant, to do nothing. Don't drop anchor when God is telling you to open up the sails and just flow forward with him. Okay. Don't drop anchor. Dropping anchor is the same thing as you stagnating. Don't let yourself focus on the negative when the positive is just within reach. Your best days are not to be left in the past. Amen. Faith is the light. Faith is the light that shines in through the tunnel. It is the compass that guides you when you get off course. Faith is what you have left when everything else seems to be so far away. That's what you have left is faith. It isn't always easy to have faith. I say again, it isn't always easy to have faith. 
but it is always necessary. All right? While it might not be easy to have it, having faith is necessary. Faith is what gives us the strength that we need to carry on despite our circumstances, despite what's going on around us, despite what our lives may be appearing to show us or to tell us. We need to make sure that we're keeping that faith. Faith is easy to find when you have calm, smooth waters and clear skies ahead. It's when the clouds come in that we begin to struggle with our faith. All right? okay? It's always easy when things are going so well in your life. But when the challenges come up, that's when your faith becomes challenged. Remember that. And it's easy to have faith when things are going well. Okay, But it's when the water begins to get choppy and the wind starts blowing that faith starts to falter. It is when water begins to get choppy and the wind starts blowing. That's when faith begins to falter. Have unwavering faith. That's what we must do. We must have unwavering faith. Knowing that, that whatever is going on in our lives, God already has a solution. And God has you covered. Remember that. Okay? Let's see what the Word of God has to say. Let's go to Matthew 14, verse number 27. Matthew 14, verse number 27. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 14. Now would be a good time to say if you don't have your Bible. Please hit pause, run and get your Bible, and come on back and join us. This way you can read for yourself what the Word of God is saying and take notes and highlight and so on like that. It's Holy Spirit, so guides. Amen. Matthew 14, verse number 27. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come into the water. Tell me to come into the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, when he saw with his eyes, when he looked at and saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore did thou doubt? And when they were come to the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. Okay? Now, we see a few things happening there. In the first place, when they saw Jesus coming, you know, they got afraid, you know, and, and when the wind was rising and so forth, they were really frightened and upset. And then it says that, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him. Okay? So remember that, too, that, that, that if you feel in your life that, that your boat is sinking, there's storms arising and you're feeling afraid. Cry out to Jesus, Lord, help me. Lord, save me. What did, you, what did Peter say to him? Cry out, Lord, save me. Okay, Lord, save me. In verse, in verse number 30, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. So if you feel like there's storms in your life are getting too much for you to bear, cry out to Jesus, call upon him. You know, you know the, the saints, saints of God, Jesus hears. He hears, he hears and he answers. If you simply call out to him to save you and he will bring you through. Okay, you see, and the thing that was going on here was that when they saw, when he saw Jesus walking, you know, he was, he was confident and he said, tell me to come to you. And he stepped out, he had some confidence, but then he looked up and he saw the storm. Okay, he looked with his eyes. He didn't have the faith. Okay, we have to walk by faith and not by sight. In other words, we walk by faith knowing that God is there, knowing that Jesus is on our side, knowing that Holy Spirit will guide us, not by what we see. Don't look at what's going on in your life. 
Amen. Amen. You call out to Jesus, you know, see, 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 but how do we keep faith in the middle of a storm? You've got a storm going on in your life and maybe say, well, Pastor Mike, how do we keep faith? I got all this stuff going on in my life. Well, it's easy to say that our faith won't falter when life is going smoothly, but it's harder to say that when you're in the midst of a storm, as I said before. Amen. Sometimes all you can do is stand tall, stand tall and push straight through. All you can do sometimes is to stand tall. See, I'm going to weather the storm. I'm going to weather whatever's going on in my life. The best thing to do to overcome a difficult time is to keep on pushing through. Don't give up. There is a difference between standing still and staying stagnant. Remember I talked about dropping that anchor overboard is, is like stagnating, okay? But there's a difference in standing still and, and, uh, and, and standing still and being bold and strong in a storm, you know, than just simply, simply stagnating. Okay? You have to make sure that you just decide that you're going to hunker down and you're not going to give up. You're not going to quit. Choosing to stand firm against your oppos opposition is still a decision. Okay? Deciding to stand still is a decision and it's movement. Okay? It's showing that you are willing and you're going to stay the course. That's a decision that you're making. Okay? You can always give up. You can always quit. That's stagnating. When you give up and when you quit, that's when you start stagnating. Okay, because you're just giving up and you're not going to fight. You're not going to say, I'm going to stand up tall and strong and see my way through this. All right, but when you give up and quit, that's stagnating. You can always turn your back on what you're doing. Standing firm in your faith is often the most difficult decision that there is. It is also often the best decision that there is, and that is to stand firm in your faith. Not always easy, but that's a, the best decision that we can make. Okay? There was an old phrase that was used among sailors back when most ships relied on sails, and that phrase was, hold fast, hold fast, back in the days of old time sailing, hold fast, hold fast. And this phrase would be shouted over the sound of battle from one uh, sailor to another, to just simply hold fast. When this phrase was used, it meant to stay at your position. It didn't mean to give up and run. Hold fast, stay at your position. Be on the ready, just stand still and stay at your, your position to remain tightly secured in the face of adversity, all right? So when the shells were going off, the bombs were going off and so on, hold fast, hold fast. That means you just stay. You don't turn around and run, okay? okay? You, you, don't, you don't desert, okay? Hold fast, you stand still, okay? When a storm is going over your boat and the going gets tough, stand firm and hold fast. That's what we need to do in life. Life is full of waves. It's full of waves. You've survived some storms in the past and you've emerged victoriously in many hardships that you've been through up until this point. Stop and think back on what God has done for you during those other hard times that you've had. Okay, and all of us, I don't care how long you've been in the Lord, I don't care how old you are, okay, short, tall, thin, fat, whatever it may be, we've all had storms in life. But think about the times that God brought you through. Okay, what did David say, you know, when, when Saul was challenging him to, uh, to go out and fight and fight Goliath, didn't want him to go fight Goliath. And David said that, I remember what the Lord did uh, with that, that bear, you, you know, and that lion. God brought me through in the same way God will bring me, bring me through this battle with Goliath. God will deliver me from Goliath. Amen. So, so stop and think back the storms that you have weathered. Okay. Okay. And you decide that whatever is going on, that you're going to stand still. When God is on our side, we will always have a winning record, okay? As simple as that. When God is on our side, we will always have a winning record, amen? Let's go to Ephesians 6. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ephesians 6, and we want to start with verse number 10. 
Ephesians 6, verse number 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. See, what is it saying there? What is it saying there? that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Okay, stand means to hold fast. Stand means that you're not retreating, you're not backing up, you're not running away from it. That means to plant your feet firmly on the ground and you stand and you, you're, not, you're, not, you're not budging. Okay, I don't care what the winds of adversity are going to be blowing against you, you're going to stand, stand uh, tough and stand ready. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I'm from the East Coast where we had plenty of hurricanes and things like that and storms. And I'm telling you, I remember those days in New York there when we would go outside and we, we lived on the beach and that wind would be whipping off there and you're trying to get to your car and you have your umbrella up and you're trying to walk through it and, there, and, the, and the wind would turn the umbrella inside out, which was virtually useless to you. But you would stand and you would just keep moving forward. You'd kind of bend over like that and the wind would be blowing at you very, very hard. But you stand. You don't turn around and you retreat. That's what we need to do in life when the winds of adversity start coming coming at us. Okay, we need to we need to stand. It says you may be able above. Um, wherefore, verse thirteen again. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, to stand. Stand again. The word stand. If you have a, a marker or a highlighter with you there, underline those words there. To stand in verse number thirteen and in fourteen. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness uh, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Okay, we need to have that shield of faith. Okay, because the enemy, the devil, has so many darts that he fires at us all of the time. Okay, and if we don't have that shield to defend ourselves from those darts, we take hit by those darts. Okay, and that does things to us in our lives. Amen. Amen. So we need to stand and have that shield of faith. All right. When that opposition is coming at you, remember that, 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 that God gave us this armor. God gave us this armor to protect us from the onslaught of the enemy. Amen. 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 The Lord knows. Jesus said that you will have tribulations. Okay, which is saying that the enemy is going to come against us. But God has equipped us with the tools and with the weapons to, 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 be, to be victorious when these battles, when these darts are throwing at us. Okay, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints and for me the utterance may be given unto me that I may, may open my mouth boldly, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in bonds that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Amen. So here, you know, as you know, this, this section here is called the armor, referred to as the armor of God. And that is a sermon within itself. So I'm not going to discuss every single piece of, of the armor here, but I will say say that in verse number 17, taking the helmet of salvation. Yes, that the salvation of Jesus is a covering for you. It's a, it's a helmet to cover your head, to cover, cover your head. That's where your mind and your thoughts and your emotions are and so forth. All right, all right. But then it says there, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. 
Okay, all of these other pieces of armor, and again, I'm not going to get into a whole lot of detail here because that's a sermon in itself, but the other pieces of armor here are, are all defensive. The only piece of weaponry that we have here that is offensive is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, okay? So that means that we have all of this armor to protect us from the onslaught of the enemy, and when we stand still, we have the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You have the Word of God within your mouth, within your spirit, to bubble up and come forth when adversity comes into your life. You have the sword of the Spirit when the enemy starts throwing those darts at you. You put up that shield of faith to prevent whatever is trying to come at you. You stop, and then you, you attack. You counterattack with the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, amen? When Jesus was in the desert there being tempted by the devil, every time Jesus hit the devil with scriptures, he hit the devil with the word of God. It is written, it is written, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, and so on. And every time the devil tried to hit him with a temptation, Jesus came back with the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That's what you need to do. That's what you need to do. What's going on at your life, what's in your life, and what is attacking you, what is coming at you now that has you maybe feeling anxious, has you feeling worried, has you feeling sad and whatnot, those are fiery darts that the enemy is throwing at you. Where's your shield of faith? Find that shield of faith. Dig deep within your spirit and pull up that shield of faith. And you say, first of all, I am not going to accept this in the name of Jesus. I am greater. I am greater. What who is in me, the Holy Spirit of the living God, is greater that is in me than you, foul spirit, that's in this world. So I rebuke you right now in the name of Jesus, using the sword of the spirit, the word of God. Amen. 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 We have to do this. We have to make sure that we are going to stand. We have to make sure that we're putting faith over fear. Faith over fear. Faith over fear. Amen. And like I said, it's always as easy to do when everything is going along smooth and everything. And many times in our lives, you know, when things are going smooth, the devil sits back and he says, like, because he knows the opportune time to attack, to attack. Okay. We all have, we all have hot buttons and the devil knows how to push those hot buttons. So while things are going along smooth and we're all happy and everything is hunky dory, the devil many times is sitting there white waiting and he's plotting. Because he knows our hot buttons. And then at the opportune time, at the opportune time, he'll push one of those hot buttons. And when he pushes that hot button, that's when that spirit of fear in us rises up. Because we all have little hot buttons. We all have little little, 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 little fears, little things that we kind of run away from, you know. Where, where there's some lingering doubt that's just hanging in there. You know, the devil knows how to, to capitalize on that. And so just when things are going nice and smooth and your faith is going fine, he'll push one of those hot buttons all of a sudden, activate a dart. And that dart that comes firing at you, if you don't have that shield of faith ready, if you don't have the shield of faith up and at the ready to counter that fiery dart, to counter the way he's pushed that hot button in your life, then you have to then be ready to fire back with the sword of the spirit. Hit him with the word. Hit him with the word of God. Let him know who you are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. And he shall flee. He shall flee. Amen. Amen. We have to make sure that we, we have faith over top fear. We cannot let faith rule our lives. You know, the biggest reason, saints of God, why people give up, why people slow down, or why people don't reach their potential is fear. Okay? All right. Fear will hold us back from reaching the potential that God has in mind for us. You know, you know, and many times we don't even realize it, okay? But when something comes up and hits us, you know, we don't even realize sometimes that we start retreating. We don't realize that we start sometimes turning our back and trying to run away. We want to find out how we can evade the situation. We want to find out how we can just kind of forget about the situation. Okay? Instead of standing strong and say, wait, and realizing what's happening and say, oh, wait a minute now. This is happening in my life. All of a sudden, things were going so well. 
And all of a sudden now, I'm feeling this. All of a sudden now, I'm worried about this. All of a sudden now, I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing fear because of this. Okay? Well, then see, that's when you're under attack and you don't realize it, but it's fear. Okay? And we don't often, we don't often even think to put the name, put the label on it. This is, this is nothing but fear that is holding me back. How many things have we missed out in life on? You know, and we may never know unless God chooses to reveal to us, and sometimes Holy Spirit does. How many things in life have we missed out on simply because we were fearful of stepping forward? Okay? Or we felt in our, you know, what we thought was in our spirit that we should not move forward. Maybe God did want you to move forward during that time, but you didn't because you got fearful. Okay? And maybe because of that fear, you did not realize an opportunity. You didn't experience an opportunity. You didn't grow where you could have grown. You didn't move forward where you could have moved forward. Okay, in a way, because of the fact that you gave up, you stagnated. And again, like I said, standing still is not the same as stagnation. Okay, deciding deciding to stand firm and to stand still, to stand, that's a decision that you're making, which is indeed a move. It's a positive move, meaning that I'm not going to stagnate by going backwards. I'm going to stand and I'm going to persevere. I'm going to keep on moving forward. Okay, remember what I said, you can always give up, you can always quit. That's what stagnating is. That's what stagnating is. Standing firm in your faith is often the most difficult decision that there is because it also requires a decision. Okay, and that's what we need to make sure that we're doing. Remember, fear, fear that they aren't good enough. Many people, you know, have in their minds that I'm not good enough to do something. Fear that, that they will feel, uh, fail. Many people don't move forward because they think they're going to uh, fail. Fear that they aren't qualified, you know, and I don't know how many times I've heard that, you know, where, where someone is wanting a, a particular position or wanting a particular job, but in their heart of hearts, they don't even apply for it because they think they're going to fail. They think they're not qualified for it. Okay. But yet still there's this little, 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 little nagging thing that keeps telling them to apply, to apply, apply. That could be the Holy Spirit that's telling you to move forward. Okay. This thing that you think you're unable to accomplish, okay? Okay, that's the devil trying to put that fear in, in you, saying that you're going to fail. But maybe God is wanting you to move forward. And that's something that you should pray about. You should pray about that. And ask the Lord, give me the supernatural faith. Give me the, the supernatural uh, 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 feelings to just keep on move, moving forward, okay? That thing that you're desiring the most that you think that you're not good enough for, okay? Maybe there's a home that you're, you're thinking about moving into. Maybe there's a neighborhood you love to, to live in. And you think, oh, I'm not good enough to live in that neighborhood. I'm not this. I'm not that. Stop with the I'm nots. Stop with the I'm nots. Okay. And start thinking about, about I am a child of God. I am able in the name of Jesus to conquer. I am in the name of Jesus to be victorious. Don't let that fear and what you can or cannot uh, uh, achieve uh, just ruin your life so that you never really become to, to realize and experience the things that God has in store for you, okay? Make sure you have that faith over fear, okay? Have that faith over fear. It's so important. We have to make sure that we're not letting fear um, uh, dominate us, okay? God doesn't call the qualified. Remember this now, all right? God does not call the qualified. He qualifies those that are called. I'm going to say that again. God does not call the qualified. He qualifies those that are called. Okay? So don't wait and think that I have to be qualified for all of this. I got to be already qualified for this. God will qualify you for the thing to which he is calling you to do. All right? Okay? Many times we think that we're not worthy. God thinks you are worthy. God thinks that you are worthy. God has a plan for your life. So don't let the devil tell you that you can't, you can't, you can't, that you're not, you're not qualified to do that. He doesn't call the qualified. God calls those 
God will qualify or prepare you because he's calling you. Okay? God, understand the saying of God. God never calls us to do something that he is not going to equip us to succeed in doing. We do not have a God that's going to call you to do something knowing that you're going to fail. He's not a God that, that does that. Okay? If he wants us to do something, it's because he's going to make you able to do it. Okay, God is not a God of, uh, oh, I got gotcha. you. You know, I'm going to call you to do this. Oh, boy, I'm going to call him to do this. Then when he steps out to do that, <laughs> I'm going to pull out the rug and watch him fall. No, we don't have a God like that. We have a God that loves us. Okay, and God has a plan for us. Okay, why would God have a plan for you to put you into and then have you fail? That would not glorify him. Okay, remember our purpose in life is to love God and to glorify God in our lives and through our lives. So how can we glorify God if we're failing? It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't compute. How can we glorify God if we're failing? Someone looking at you, looking at your life and looking at what's going on and, and you're proclaiming you're a Christian, you love the Lord and everything you touch your hand to, you're failing in it. Then that person watching you is going to say, oh boy, you know, if that's what Christianity is all about, I don't want every, any part of it. Everything he touches just blows up and falls apart. Amen. We see that happening today. It's <laughs> some of our leadership. Okay, all right, all right. God does not put us into something for us to fail. Okay, so remember that. God does not call the person that is qualified. He calls, he qualifies or prepares and qualifies those that are called. Amen, amen. You see, you have to see that, 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 that this is the story of Moses. Amen, this is the story of Moses. This is the story of David, King David. This is the story of Saul. This is the story of, of, of Noah. All of these stories in the Bible speak of people who at one time or not were fearful. Okay, think about that. Okay, the, the, the giants of the Bible, Moses, David, Saul, Noah, all of them experienced a time of doubt and hesitation and even out and out fear. Amen? Amen. People, people who, who lacked faith at some point in their lives. People who were nobodies at some point that became somebodies because of God's plan. Amen. Look at King David. He was a little shepherd boy. Little shepherd boy. Okay. Remember the prophet was told to go out and anoint the, and anoint the, uh, Jesse's sons, and he went anointed, anointed him, and then there was one left, and that was Dave, little scrawny kid, and he was the one that God told him to anoint. Amen. 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 So, so, so God, God qualifies and gives us the strength and the wherewithal, the talents, or whatever it may be, and the faith to bring us to what He's called us to do. But all of these giants that I just mentioned, at one time or another, they were fearful or they lacked, lacked faith. Amen. Amen. Sometimes life is tough. Sometimes we're stuck in the middle of the biggest storm in our lives. You know, it happens from time to time. That's what life is all about. Sometimes we feel like we're stuck. Sometimes we don't know what else to do. So we hold on to the rudder and we try to navigate to the shore. Amen. When you're in that boat, you know, boat of life, you know, and all of a sudden the storms are around you, you just grab onto that rudder of the, the ship of life, if you will, the ship of your life, if you will. You hold onto that rudder and you just keep persevering and steer it till you get to shore, till you get out of that storm. But you don't give up. You don't stagnate. You don't fall backwards. You just don't collapse on the bed and just say, I'm not getting out of bed another day of my life. I'm just going to just lay here and so forth like that. And I've heard that. I've heard that from some Christians. I've, I've heard that, unfortunately. You know, 
you miss seeing them in church, you know, one Sunday and the next Sunday you see them and you say, oh, Jesus, praise the Lord. Nice to see you. You know, we missed you last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know I had this and that happening. And, 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 and literally I've heard, I've, they, they've said to me, literally, I mean, I, yeah, I had so-and-so Pastor Mike, but uh, I just didn't feel like getting out of bed that Sunday, last Sunday. I just didn't feel like getting up, you know, I had this going on. I was just going on. I was just so tired. I didn't even crawl out of bed until three o'clock in the afternoon, you know, to, to get a cup of coffee. I just laid in bed, you know, you see, and the whole time that they're laying there in bed, what's going on? What's going on? They're laying there in bed and they're, 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 they're wallowing, you know, in, in their fears. They're wallowing in their sorrow, wallowing in their pain. They're just laying there and the devil is just whispering in their ear, this is going to happen on Monday morning. This is what's going to happen. You're going to fail. You're going to this. You're going to that. You're going to be thrown out. You know, your husband's going to leave. Your wife's going to leave you. Your kids hate you. The devil, while you're laying there in bed, the devil, because your mind is idle and you're not filling it with the word of God. You opted to not go to church, so you're, you're, you're not filling with the word of God. No one had, no one that has ever said that to me, Pastor Mike, I wasn't here last Sunday because I just didn't feel like getting out of bed. None of those people have ever said to me that I right away I got into the word of God. I didn't make it to church, but, church, but I spent the day in the word. I was reading and praying. They weren't saying that. Okay, All right. so, so when they're laying there in bed like that, they're not reading, they're not praying or whatnot, their mind is just open to attack. They don't have that shield of faith covering them while they're in bed, so to speak. Amen. So while they're laying there, the devil is just pouring in these darks, just throwing them, throwing them, throwing them into their mind, into their thoughts. So that's to the point that their day, their day is, is ruined. Amen. Well, we, we can't do that. We have to hold on to that rudder of life and make sure that we, 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 we just steer it and navigate our ship of life until we get to, to, to shore. Amen. And God will be the one that will guide our boat of life. Amen. Amen. We can't just give in. When we place God outside of our circumstances, what we wind up doing is, is, is that we're focusing on what we want to do, okay? And then we find ourselves in trouble, right? If we try to solve our situations in life by ourselves based on what we want to do, then we're putting God outside of our circumstances, okay? God is no longer in the boat with us, so to speak, okay? Right? You focus on what you want to do, then God is outside of your circumstances, you see, and that's when we wind up finding ourselves in more and more trouble. Okay, all right, right? We, we can't do that. When God is in our circumstances, then things will operate properly. Your boat of life will operate properly, so to speak. Amen, amen. When God is in our circumstances, okay? When, when, when God is outside of our circumstances, the mechanisms just simply don't work. The mechanisms of light, life. You know, I mean, I mean, it don't work. You know, I'm thinking about machinery and, and you don't know how many times over the years, especially when I was younger and, and had uh, my teen years and things and, and had cars that were far less reliable. <laughs> okay. How many times did a car break down on the road and so forth? Okay. And later on in life, I started learning that when those cars started breaking down and again, East Coast, New York, I mean, we had storms, those nor'easters and heavy snows and things like that. And, and I've had cars that have broken down at the worst times. Okay, and I had learned by that time to pray, bring God into the situation. Okay, all right, all right. I remember one time being stuck off the highway there, and my battery was dead, and I had a pair of jumper cables in my hand, and, and I was literally standing out there, and the snow was just blowing like crazy, and I was praying, holding up the, the jumpers. You know, people don't like, don't like to always stop, okay, praying for someone to, to stop, and after not too long, I had those 
jumper cables in my hand and, and I, a car started putting on its flashes and, and stopped, pulled over and stopped and gave me the jumper. And I can give you countless stories. We don't have the time for that where the Lord came to, came to my rescue. Okay. Because I had God, God in my situation. Okay. Okay. I wasn't there standing by to see what I could do on my own. I knew that my situation was impossible. There was nothing that I could do, but I knew God could do something. Okay, and this is what we have to learn to do, to bring God into every single situation in your life. I don't care how, how simple it, it may seem or how difficult it may seem. But if you get in, in the habit of bringing God into your situation, even in the simple times of life, you will see that progressively, 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 as things become more challenging to you, you will automatically do the same. You will, you will instinctively just know to bring God into the situation, to reach out in prayer, to call out to him. Okay, okay. This is bringing God into your situation, okay, so that you can wind up steering to where he wants you to be. Okay, when God is in our circumstances, then things operate properly. If they don't, then things just simply don't work. Okay, when God gets in the middle of it, our situation, it's like pouring oil on a chain. Amen. It's like pouring oil on a chain. Things begin to flow again. We begin to gain control of our ship. Begin to, we begin to gain control of our ship of life and the storms begin to, to clear up when you, when you start getting him into the situation. When we have faith over fear, then fear is no longer an issue. Okay? When you have faith over fear, then fear is no issue. Okay? Did you realize that fear cannot exist where faith is? Okay? They don't mix. Fear cannot exist where faith is. So wherever you're having fear, having fear over a situation that you're in, or having fear over a situation that is to come, you bring faith into the mix. You bring God into the mix. And first of all, that fear will dissipate. The fear will dissipate. It'll go away. It'll disappear. Okay. One of the things that, that praising does is even say, you know, devils, demons cannot be around you when you're praising God. Get in the habit of praising God. You know, we all have Walkman, I mean, telephones and, and all sorts of little devices today with music on it. Put on some praise music, especially if you're in the car and you're driving. Put on some praise music and you pray as you're driving. OK, you pray as you're driving. Let that praise music just fill your car and watch how fast that fear or whatever it is that you're thinking about that is so negative. Watch how fast it dis disappears. OK, demons of darkness cannot be where people are praising God. As simple as that. It's a matter of spiritual fact. Amen. Put that, put that, 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 that faith over your fear. Okay. And remember that where God is, you will wind up having peace. Faith is the backbone of belief. Faith is what keeps us going at all times. Noah completed the ark as a result of his faith. Can you imagine how Noah felt, felt when God told him what he had it to do? Okay. Noah lived in a landlocked re region. He's talking about building a boat. There's no water near him. But God told him what was going to happen. That the skies were going to open up. It was going to rain and to build this boat. Just to float him and his family safely. Amen. Now imagine how many of us would have looked around us and said, that doesn't make sense. Where's water going to come from? Rain? And it hadn't rained those days. Amen. Well, what was he talking about? Read the scriptures. Okay. Right. And so he's talking about that. And so, so what, 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 what massive faith must Noah have had to follow what God was saying? Okay. 
You don't think he was fearful? I mean, I can imagine the neighbors or whatever. Imagine you start building a boat where there's no evidence of water or any rain coming down. Imagine you building a boat in the middle of your neighborhood where you live now, what your neighbors would be saying to you, how they'd be ridiculing you. Amen, amen. But he did not. He did not fear. let fear or doubt come into the, into the uh, situation. Okay? Saul became Paul through his faith. Okay? And you know what kind of a record that um, Saul had, but he became Paul because of his faith. Moses led the Israelites from Egypt because of his faith. Forty years in that desert, navigating with all sorts of things happening, and Moses stuck to God because of his faith. Moses stuck with God. That's what we need to do, regardless of what is going on in our lives. David's faith helped him to defeat the giant, as I mentioned, touched on a minute ago, okay, because of his faith. And all he had was a sling and a rock, or five stones, actually, but he used one. And he, he told Saul, told his brothers, today, 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 you shall be delivered from this giant. Our God shall deliver us. Imagine the fear that all of these people felt through all of their circumstances. And the scriptures are filled with things that were done by, by, by people who at one time or another they had fear, but they let God bring them through. Amen? Imagine that the fear these people felt, the fear of danger, the fear of failure, the fear of change. God does not call you you when you can always uh, give up. God does not call you when you're ready to be called. Amen? Remember that. God does not call you when you're ready to be called. He calls you when it is time. God does not call when you're ready to be called. God calls when it is time. It isn't always ideal for you, but it's what's necessary. Amen? Just remember that. God does not call you when you're ready to be called. God calls you when it's time. And it may be time in your life right now. It may be time. It may be time in your life to start exercising your faith and not letting fear just, just build up in your life. It may be your time to, to move on to a higher level. It may be your time to fulfill what God is calling you to do. But fear up until now has been holding you back. Remember that God is able. And God would not call you if he did not know that you were ready. Think about it for a moment. What have you been called to do lately? How do you feel about it? Do you feel a calling inside you? Touched on that a couple of sermons back. The calling. What have you been called to do? What are you feeling in your spirit that it is that you want to do, that you feel like uh, an urging, an urging? Okay, God does not call the qualified, but he qualifies those that he calls. So whatever it is, don't worry about it. We cannot allow our fears of failing to keep us from reaching our full potential. Too often we allow fear to paralyze us. We sit and we wait until we are no longer afraid when we could have acted long before. Don't wait. Use that faith and step forward. God has a plan in place for you, and it may require you to step out of the realm of your comfort zone. You may be uncomfortable. Uh, or you may be uncomfortable. You may be scared. You may not feel that you're ready, but you will when it's time. You may not feel that you're ready, but you will when it's time. And all it takes is that first step. I know there was one thing that, well, I, and again, it's a long story. I won't go through all of the details, but there was a time in starting the ministry. And we're talking about going back to uh, 1992. And I felt the calling and I knew. And I simply said, God, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to step out. The first real estate agency that I come to in the car, Lord, I'm going to go in. I'm going to ask for a church building. I'm going to try to find a church building. Lord, if this is you telling me to do this, then you make the way. 
and the rest is history. Got out of that car and went into the real estate agency and looking for a church building. Amen. And the rest is history. Sometimes it takes you simply having trust in God, knowing and recognizing that you're being called. And don't let fear come in and overtake your faith. You keep that faith and say, okay, Lord, this is what I feel you're calling me to do. I'm stepping out now. I'm stepping out now and I'm going to do what I feel you're calling me to do. If it is not you, Lord, then you just don't make it happen. But this is what I feel you're calling me to do. And step out in that faith. Don't let fear dominate your actions. Okay. God qualifies those who he has called. There's no always called those that are qualified. He qualifies those that are called. Amen. Fear is nothing. Fear, fear is a mirage. It's a mirage of the devil. Okay. Simple as that. Fear is a mirage. Fear is, is the devil using a mirage to make you think this is what your life is going to be like if you take a step. Fear is a mirage. It's a temporary emotion based on a temporary situation. At that point in time, at that millisecond, that minute, that millisecond that you're feeling that fear, it's a mirage. It's the devil playing, doing smokes and mirrors to try and make you think that your life is other than what God is telling you your life is about. It's a mirage. The devil holds it in front of you and he tries to hold you back because he does not want you to realize your true potential. Faith over fear. Faith over fear. A tool that the enemy uses, it is, to, to make you, you, you stagnate. Fear, fear is, a, is a natural response to the unknown, but you can't allow fear to control your life. You go into an unknown situation, it, 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 it's fearful, you know? But you can't let it dominate you because right away you readjust yourself. I'm not going to be fearful here. God is with me. Holy Spirit is with me. Jesus is in me. I'm not going to be fearful here. Okay? And I'm going to move forward. The Lord has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So I'm going to go forward. Okay? And he uses that tool very, very uh, uh, skillfully. Because he uses it with us Christians very, very well. Many of us Christians have not realized or gotten to the place that God would have us to be simply because of that mirage of fear that the devil puts in front of us. Don't let it dominate your life. Oftentimes, fear is what comes before change. Fear comes before change. Change is necessary for growth. Remember that. But fear will oftentimes precede change because the devil, again, does not want you to grow. God does. He wants you to grow. And help you go grow. God has all the vitamin C. He has all the spiritual vitamins that, that you need, if you will, to keep you growing, to keep you healthy. The devil does not want you to realize and benefit from that. Your want for success and happiness must be stronger than your fear of failure. Remember that. It must be stronger than your fear of failure. Your, your faith must triumph over your fear. God allows us in situations of discomfort for a reason. Many times he will allow us to be in a situation of discomfort for a reason because, again, he wants us to grow. What did I say about exercising, right? No pain, no gain. Amen? Amen? Strengthening our faith sometimes requires us to exercise our spiritual muscle. To get to where God wants us to be requires us to exercise our spiritual muscle, to realize and see ourselves how God sees us, not how the devil would want you to see yourself. It says that, that the Lord has not given us that spirit of fear. Okay? He hasn't. That's from the pit of hell. It's a tactic of the devil. And know that in everything that you do in his name, 
you will be prosperous. Failure is a stepping stone many times on a journey to success. So don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Okay. Sometimes we'll reach out and we'll take a step there and we may not, we may not quite come out to where we think we are, but God is there and God knows it. If you take a misstep, God knows it. And believe me, he will take that step and correct it so that your future steps will not be missteps. He will correct it and take you to where he wants you to be because God knows the end game. God knows the ultimate goal for your life. But we can't, can't delay that. We can't delay that by letting fear operate in our lives and dominate in our lives. Okay. Okay. Remember that going forward, it is, it is not, not to be feared. Any, any step, misstep that you may take is, is nothing to be feared, but it's something to learn from. Fear is only a setback if you allow it to be so. Only if you allow it to be so. God is greater than your fear of failure. Remember that. God is greater than your fear of failure. Amen. So in, in, in closing here, this, 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 the, the words that I want you to remember is that we must always put faith over fear. Okay? Don't let the devil use that mirage to just keep you trapped in that desert place. Put your faith before any fear. God is there. God has a plan for you. God sees you not like you see yourself. He sees you as you will be if you follow him. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise. God. I hope this message was a blessing to you. And if it was, please give the link to, to reach us uh, to a friend, a loved one, a family member, or even someone that may be giving you a hard time. God wants them to benefit from his word too. Amen. We can be reached at www.genesis1.sermon.net, www.genesis1.sermon.net. Uh, look up in the upper uh, side of the uh, page, there's a web page there, and you'll see a subscribe button. Click on that subscribe button, and you'll be notified automatically when these messages are made available. Amen. We're also on YouTube, Genesis One Christian Ministries, and we still have our free apps uh, for, for Google and for um, Apple devices. Uh, amen. Again, we're just making sure that these messages can be gotten to the most easiest way, you know, and, and uh, if you can't listen to it uh, um, at the, on the day that they're released, I usually put them out out on Saturdays for viewing on Sunday morning for convenience factors, uh, uh, download it another time, you know, put it on in your car while you're driving, let Holy Spirit minister to you, amen, amen, so, so praise God, I hope this message was a blessing to you, and go forth and remember that, to put always put faith over fear. Okay, and I guarantee you, I don't guarantee you, the word guarantees you that you will indeed be successful. Praise God, praise God. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we've had with you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. And now as we close, oh Lord, I pray that as we go forward into the balance of the day and the balance of the week, oh Lord God, that we shall remember these words, keep these words deeply rooted within our spirits, that they cannot be stolen away when adversity arises in our lives, oh Lord God. We love you, Heavenly Father. We praise you. We thank you so much for all things, both great and small. We thank you for these words today. We thank you for loving us so much that you sent your only Son for us, O oh Lord God, to give us life eternal, O oh Lord God. We praise you, Lord. We magnify thy name. We give it all to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise God, praise God. Go forth this day and be blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. And remember that Jesus is Lord. And I sing praises to you.